glyoxaloxidases, denature and properties. A review by Marianne Dow, Craig Folds from XMRC University, World Journal of Microbiology and Biotechnology, 2017. Abstract. Hydrogen peroxide has been found to be required for the activity of the main microbial enzymes responsible for lining oxidative cleavage peroxidases. Along with other small radicals, it is implicated in the early attack of plant biomass by fungi. Among the few extracellular hydrogen peroxide generating enzymes known are the glyoxal oxidases, GLOX. GLOX is a copper containing enzyme sharing high similarity at the level of active site structure and chemistry with galactose oxidase. Genes encoding GLOX enzymes are widely distributed among wood degrading fungi, especially white road degraders, plant pathogenic and symbiotic fungi. GLOX has also been identified in plants. Although widely distributed, only few examples of characterized GLOX exist. The first characterized fungal GLOX was isolated from Phenorochete chrysoporium. The GLOX from Utilago mydis has a role in filamentous growth and pathogenicity. More recently, two other glycoxyl oxidases from the fungus Psychoporus cinnabarinus were also characterized. In plants, GLOX from Vitis pseudoreticulata was found to be implicated in grapevine defense mechanisms. Fungal GLOX were found to be activated by peroxidases, in vitro suggesting a synergistic and regulatory relationship between these enzymes. The substrates oxidized by GLOX are mainly aldehydes, generated during lignin and carbohydrate degradation. The reactions catalyzed by these enzymes, such as the oxidation of toxic molecules and the production of valuable compounds, makes GLOX a promising target for biotechnological applications. This aspect on GLOX remains new and needs to be investigated. Introduction Due to its abundance and inability to replace fossil fuels as a source of energy and value-added chemicals, renewable plant biomass attracts much attention. The heterogeneic composition of this material leads to promising potentials for biotechnological processing. Cellulose and hemicellulose are the major biomass constitutions, which can be degraded into fermentable sugars for subsequent production of biomass and or transformed into valuable molecules. The exploitation of these sugars is, however, made difficult by the complex and recalcitrant aromatic heteropolymers known as lignin that constitutes a barrier-protecting plant carbohydrates. Biomass exploitation is therefore dependent on the distribution of these barriers by chemical, physical and or biological pretreatments in order to make the plant sugars accessible. Biological pretreatment is a particularly important method because it relies on the ability of certain microorganisms to naturally modify and degrade lignin and it is hence considered a safe and eco-friendly procedure, albeit slow. The most efficient lignin-degrading organisms are white-rot fungi with 35.53% of lignin degraded in solid-state cultures of a widely studied member of this group. Phanerocater 
cries of sporium. The degradation of lignin by these fungi is an oxidative mechanism performed by extracellular oxidases, which are able to cleave the aromatic rings of lignin molecules, resulting in oxidized side chains and aliphatic residues. Hydrogen peroxide and lignocellulose degradation. A relationship between lignin degradation and the amount of hydrogen peroxide produced in fungal cultures was found. Fungal peroxidase, including lignin peroxidase, manganese peroxidase, and versatile peroxidase, have been isolated of the last few years and were found to be the main actors in fungal lignin cleavage. The activity of these enzymes is dependent on the presence of hydrogen peroxide. For many years after this discovery, extracellular and intracellular sources of hydrogen peroxide were investigated. This interest stems not only from the fact that hydrogen peroxide is necessary for peroxidasis activity, but also because it is found to be involved in early attack of lignocellulose. Manganese peroxidase from P. chrysosporium was found to generate hydrogen peroxide during action of glutathione, dithiothiol, and NADPH in the presence of manganese and oxygen. The ligninolytic system of Seriporiopsis subvermispora consists of only two extracellular enzymes, lactase and manganese peroxidase with the latter being able to oxidize oxalate and glycoxalate to produce hydrogen peroxide. However, the enzyme is able to perform these reactions when reduced, a form generally generated by hydrogen peroxide. Therefore, it is not clear how manganese peroxidase is reduced in the examples above. It has yet to be demonstrated if manganese peroxidase from all ligninolytic fungi are able to perform these reactions and if these substrates are sufficiently present in vivo. Kelly and Reddy showed that glucose oxidase was the primary intracellular source of hydrogen peroxide in P. chrysosporium and that the factors affecting lignin degradation had a parallel effect on the activity of this enzyme. The hypothesis was supported by the fact that this enzyme acts on the major sugar substrate generated by cellulose hydrolysis that is available for wood-degrading fungi. In addition, glucose oxidase was found to be widely present in different fungi. However, human electron microscopy showed that hydrogen peroxide-dependent peroxidases are localized in the peripheral region of the fungal hefty, and that their reaction occur on the hefal tips of fungi. Therefore, in the absence of known hydrogen peroxide transport mechanisms, hydrogen peroxide must be generated extracellularly by the action of secreted enzymes. Three extracellular hydrogen peroxide generating enzymes were identified in the culture medium of lignolytic fungi, glycoxyl oxidase, aryl alcohol oxidase and pyranose oxidase. In P. chrysosporium, pyranase oxidase was localized in the hyphal and periplasmic space similarly to the ligninolytic peroxidases, supporting its involvement in lignin degradation. AAO in Pleurotus eringei was also detected in the hyphal teeth, 
where lithium peroxidase and lacase were found in other basidiomycetes. AAOs act on alcohol substrates generated though the reduction of lignin-derived phenolytic aromatic halides and acids by aryl alcohol dehydrogenases and aryl aldehyde dehydrogenases. In 1987, AGLOX was discovered in P. chrysosporium when Kirsten and Kirk were searching for an extracellular source of hydrogen peroxidase that would complement the secreted heme peroxidase activity in these fungus. For this purpose, glucose and several metabolites derived from glucose were screened as potential substrates and the new oxidase was found to be specific for aldehydes alpha-hydroxycarbonyl and alpha-decarbonyl compounds. Glycoxyl oxidases Structure function Glox is a metalloenzyme containing one copper metal ion and belonging to a class of enzymes called radical copper oxidases, CRO. This class of enzymes include galactose oxidase, a widely characterized enzyme on the structure and biochemical level and other copper radical oxidases of unknown function. CRO from a AA5 family in the C8Z enzymes classification system. Enzymes belonging to this family share similar tertiary structure and active site, yet have different catalytic properties and low overall sequence similarity. For this reason, two subfamilies diverge from the AA5 group with AA5-1 that includes GLOX and glycoxyl-like sequences designed as CRO1 to CRO6 and AA5-2 that includes GAO enzymes. Early structure studies have focused only on GAO from Fusaforium graminearum. The 3D structure of the copper radical oxidase from Streptomyces lividans was also described recently, however this enzyme does not belong to any AA5 subfamily. Recently, to distinct GAO precursors from Colototrichum graminocola were found to oxidize primarily from alkyl alcohol. These alcohol oxidases are annotated as GAO-based on the similarity at the level of the primary and tertiary structure, although they are functionally very distinct. As one can see, very few examples of structure characterized AA5 members exist. Examples exclusively include members of the AA5-2 subfamily while no crystal structure has been solved for any GLOX protein. However, spectroscopic analysis on these protein reveals high similarity in the active size of GLOX and GAO, although overall amino acid sequence similarity is less than 20%. Two histidine residues, histidine 496 and histidine 581, a tyrosine, tyrosine 495 and second tyrosine, tyrosine 272, which is cross-linked to a cysteinyl residue. Cysteine 228 forming a thioether dimer coordinates the cation in GAO. These residues are conserved in characterized glocks from pre chrysosporium and psychoporum sanabarimus. Similarly to GAO, the computed model of the tertiary structure of glocks consists of a sevenfold 
beta barrel domain containing cysteine 70, tyrosine 135, tyrosine 377, and histidine 278 residues in the second domain forming a cap to the supper barrel and extending down the center of it by a loop that contains the histidine 471 residue. This radical copper complex forms an unusual two-electron redox active site differing from other metalloenzymes such as superoxidase, dismutase, where the number of metal ions in the active site matches the number of transferred electrons. While Glox and GAO exhibit high spectroscopic similarities, big differences also exhibit at the level of the stability of the active forms, enzymes redox potential and catalytic properties. The redox potential for Glox was found to be significantly higher than that of GAO, favoring aldehyde oxidation and explaining the requirement for Glox for high potential oxidants in order to be activated. Once activated Glox is less stable than redox activated GAO with a half-life of 4 hours at 4 degrees in 50 millimolar sodium phosphate buffer pH 6.5 for Glox compared to these at the same conditions for GAO. This stability in GAO reactive form was attributed to the presence of a triatophan residue overlying the cysteinyl tyrosine dimer and protecting the thioether sulfur from reaction with the produced peroxidase. This residue is substituted by histidine in clocks explaining the difference in stability and probably contributing to the catalytic differences between the two enzymes. While the optical absorption spectra of inactive glocks and redox-activated glocks are very similar to the ones of GAO, the inactive form of glocks showed intense pH-dependent changes in its measured spectra. At a low pH, the inactive enzyme became purple in color and showed absorption at 5.04 and 5.68 nanometer, losing the 4.51 nanometer peak characteristic of phenolate to copper to plus ligand to metal charge transfer. This suggests that the changes occur at the level of the coordinated tyrosinate, which dissociates from the metal on protonation. In the case of GAO, the enzyme exhibited no pH-dependent spectral change and the proton transfer was instead sensitive to temperature. This comparative analysis suggested that GLOX and GAO are functional variants acting on different groups of substrate but sharing the same active site. Further structure studies are needed to explain the catalytic differences between these two enzymes and between GLOX isoforms showing diverse substrate specificities. Distribution Aldehyde oxidases aloot are widely distributed enzymes among the different phyla and they catalyze fundamental reactions in living organisms. Glox are aldehyde oxidizing enzymes. They use particularly oxygen as electron acceptor to catalyze the following reaction. Aldehyde O2 to hydrogen peroxide equal carboxylic acid. Enzymes performing this reaction were described in plants fungi, bacteria and animals, however glux have only been isolated from plants and fungi. Some bacterial strains such as Pseudomonas, Methylbacillus and Streptomyces produce aloids, the oxidizers, 
aliphatic the aldehydes and aromatic aldehydes. Bacteria are a lot different from glocks in their molecular mass, subunit composition, and NH2 terminal amino acid sequence. Recently, a membrane-associated copper radical oxidase from Streptomyces lividens was described, together with cellulose and chitin synthetases. Galax A was found to be involved in the production and modification of a beta-1 glycan essential for the development and morphology. This enzyme shares the same copper coordination with GAO but was found to be spectroscopically different and was not associated with the AA5 family in CAZY. The gene encoding this enzyme was found to be frequently present in actinobacteria. Phylogenic analysis of one bacterial copper radical oxidase, GLUX A, one alode and three GLUX from plants, 21 GLUX from white rot fungi, 7 GLUX from plant pathogenic fungi, and 4 GLUX from symbiotic fungi showed distinct evolutionary clusters, further containing subclusters. GLUX from white rot fungi were found to form a distinct cluster. Similar GLUX from plant pathogens were grouped within the same cluster. This cluster also included GLUX from Vitis pseudoreticulata. Interestingly, GLUX2 from Ustilago maidis was different from GLUX1 and GLUX3 of the same organism and fell in the same subcluster with the bacterial GLUX A. The cluster containing these two enzymes was interesting because it included GLUX from different organisms and life size. In plants, GLUX and GLUX-like encoding genes were detected in different species including Vitis vinifera, Arabidopsis thaliana and rice. GLUX implants were first produced in characterized in the Chinese wild grape V. pseudoreticulata, where it was expressed in leaves inoculated by a plant pathogen suggesting a role in grapevine defense mechanisms. GLUX fulfills this role by generating hydrogen peroxides that plays a direct role in attacking pathogens and in the activation of defense genes. In addition, hydrogen peroxidase is needed by plant peroxidases for apiplastic structured protein linkage and linking polymerization involved in recovering the cell wall after mechanical damage and making it stronger against microbial enzyme attack. In A. thaliana, a cell layer called tapetum surrounds the developing microscopes. The tapetum supplies nutrients and structural components for microspore development into mater pollen. After pollen maturation, the tapetum undergoes programmed cell death, releasing remains that are incorporated into the mature pollen. During this process, glyoxyl oxidase gene was found to be downregulated in early stages of pollen development and upregulated during the programmed cell death of the tapetum. The exact role of GLUX and hydrogen peroxides in Arabidopsis is unknown. However, it has been suggested that reactive oxygen species can play a signaling role in programmed cell death. In fungi, GLUX was first described in P. chrysosporum. During the following years, genes encoding GLUX enzymes were found to be widely present in fungal genomes. However, GLUX encoding genes were found to be absent from the sequenced genomes of the major brown rot 
fungi, such as Postia placenta, Serpula lacrimans, Fibroporia ridiculosa, Coniophora puteana, Formitopsis pinicola, and Wolfiporia cursus. Instead, these brown rot fungi possesses varying number of structures similar to radical oxidases of a known function known as CRO. In contrast to brown rods, the majority of white rod degraders possesses at least one gloxin-coding gene except for the major selective white rod degraders, such as C. subvermispora, Schizophilum commune, and Heterobison anosum, that lack glox genes. An exception is Ganoderma sp, which exhibits both selective and simultaneous degradation patterns and possesses five glox encoding genes. On the other hand, simultaneous white rod degraders seem to possess one or more glox isoforms, such as in the case of P. chrysosporum, P. carnosa, Bjerger candera ajusta, and Phlebia brevispora, Trametis versicolor, Dicomitus squalens and P. cinnabarinus. In addition to wood graders, three glocks encoding genes were found in the corn smooth disease causing plant pathogen Ustilagomidis. The membrane-bound GLO1 was produced and characterized and a potential role for this enzyme in filamentous growth and pathogenicity was proposed. GLO1 mutants showed particular morphological features fade to form dicaryotic filaments and totally lost pathogenicity. These results suggest that the enzymes involved in cell development, modification and filamentous growth require hydrogen peroxide generated by GLO1 for signaling and activity. Another proposed explanation is the direct involvement of GLO1 in cell wall maturation and the need of hydrogen peroxide for plant injection. More recently, Eumidis, grown with theory Z on maize brain, was found to support the latter in the hydrolysis of plant sugars, providing the oxaloreductitase needed in this process. Membrane-bound glocks from Fusarium pathogens were found to be implicated in the pathogenicity of these fungi, while the distribution of glocks encoding gene in Botrytis cinerea Another plant pathogen led to the loss of pathogenicity. The microbial symbiont Leucogarius gongliloforus proposed to be responsible for lignocellulose degradation by leaf cations. Five gloxin coding genes have been identified. One of these glox along with two lac cases and an AAO with among the most abundantly produced enzymes by L. gongyloforus in ant gardens. Glocks and biomass degradation. The first glocks from P. chrysosporium was isolated in lignolytic cultures under limited nitrogen supply, the conditions in which lignolytic peroxidase activity is maximal. Glocks transcripts were identified in a parallel to the detection of other peroxidases when P. chrysosporium was grown on aspen wood chips. 
More recently, a study on the source of extracellular hydrogen peroxidase in P. crosser WD1694 revealed that glox and manganese peroxidase productions are affected by the same factors and manganese peroxidase is secreted days prior to the secretion of glox. This finding suggests that the fungus regulates the secretion of these enzymes in order to avoid the oxidative synergistic action inside the cells. In addition, the peroxidase oxidation reactions occur at the hyphal tips where glox is localized, which is consistent with the progressive root cell walls thinning upon contact with wide rot fungi. The localization of glox and its co-regulation with lignolytic peroxidases strongly support its involvement in biomass degradation. This localization can also support the diffusion of oxidative radicals towards the infected plant material. When produced, glox exists in its reduced inactive form, requiring the presence of a peroxidase and a peroxidase substrate or a strong oxidant for activation. Disactivation by peroxidases could have great physiological importance as a mechanism employed by the fungus to control hydrogen peroxidase generation, which at high concentrations can cause the irreversible inactivation of peroxidases and other enzymes, and damage fungal cells. This close connection between glux and peroxidases under lignolytic conditions could possibly explain the absence of glux in brown rot and selective white rot fungi that lack peroxidases. In addition, the nature of glux substrates can also explain the absence of this enzyme in these fungi and relate glux to lignocellulose degradation. Glux acts primarily on sugar metabolites such as methylglyoxal and glyoxal. However, it was also found to act on products on lignin degradation, such as glycaldehyde, suggesting that once glox is activated by peroxidases and sugar metabolites, their reaction can be maintained by the availability of lignin degradation products as substrates. In the case of brown rod degraders, lignin is not degraded and lignin-derived substructures are therefore missing. Similarly, for selective white rod degraders, carbohydrates are attacked after the modification of lignin and their metabolites are only available at this stage. The carboxylic acid generated during the reaction of glux on aldehydes can also have significance in driving forward biomass degradation. Manganese peroxidase requires manganese as an electron donor to complete its catalytic cycle. The generated manganese 3 is then stabilized by chelation with organic acids and acts as diffusible redox mediator, causing the oxidation of various substrates. Glox, by oxidizing a broad range of aldehydes, is considered an important source of organic acids, supporting, once again, the action of lignolytic enzyme. Although the evidence listed above relates glux in plant biomass degradation, the answer some questions about the physiological role of this enzyme in fungi. Many other questions still need to be considered. For example, 1. It is still unclear why certain white rots possess more than one glux variant and why the number of glux isoforms varies widely between different white rots. A possible explanation could be that the isoforms are implicated in different reactions 
and at different stages of biomass attack. For example, the three Glock's isoforms from Psychoporus sanibariumus have different substrate preference in catalytic efficiencies, although they share high sequence similarity. 2. The activity of Glock's on the major intermediates generated by sugar metabolism raises the question of whether this enzyme plays an additional role in fungi. During its reactions, Glox is possibly able to recycle metabolites to molecules useful for cell metabolism and fungal mechanisms. The possibility of an additional role of Glox is supported by the presence of other extracellular hydrogen peroxidase generating enzymes such as AAO and lignolytic cultures that can fulfill the role of Glox. Why some fungi produce no extracellular hydrogen peroxidase generating enzymes, such as in the case of C. subvermispora, other like P. chrysosporium, secrete more than one during biomass attack? There are also examples of fungi which secrete a single extracellular hydrogen peroxide producing oxidase, like AAO in the case of P. eringae and Glox in Pycnoporus. Sinabarinus. Glox in biotechnology. With the growing interest in enzymes as natural catalysts in different biotechnological applications, the pursuit of new enzymes with the robust features and important catalytic properties became a highly competitive subject for research. The reactions catalyzed by Glox makes of it a very promising enzyme for biotechnological applications, although this aspect of Glox was not elaborated or tested yet. As a peroxidized partner in the degradation of lignin, Glox can play a role in the biological pretreatment of plant biomass for subsequent production of biofuels and value-added lignin derivatives. Biological pretreatment relies on the ability of certain microorganisms to produce enzymes that improve biomass hydrolysis. The key step in pretreatment is the lignification, which in turn makes plants' sugars accessible and improves the enzymatic saccharification. The use of white rot fungi in the biological pretreatment of biomass is of particular importance because these fungi can efficiently degrade lignin while consuming less energy making less damage to the environment. Two of the main enzymes implicated in lignin degradation are lithium peroxidases and manganese peroxidases. These enzymes require a source of hydrogen peroxide, a role that can be fulfilled by glox during pretreatment as explained earlier. In addition, glox can be implicated in the production of reactive oxygen species, which are responsible for initiating wood decay in wood secondary cell wall. Enzyme cocktails containing lithium peroxidases, magnesium peroxidases and lacases are also used directly for the degradation of lignin and organopollutants under the optimal reaction conditions of these enzymes, making it easier to control the reaction and eliminating the necessary to supplement with nutrients. In this process, and the presence of a Glox substrate, Glox can serve as a controlled source of hydrogen peroxidase. Since the enzyme is activated by peroxidases, helping constantly sustain the activity of lithium peroxidases and magnesium peroxidases 
and avoids the inactivation by excess of hydrogen peroxide. The efficiency of the coupled reaction between GLOX and manganesium peroxidases was investigated and successful results were obtained when this system was used to decolorize malachite green dye. Such systems still need to be optimized and tested against lignin dyes and pollutants. GLOX can also be used in this regard to treat industrial wastes that contain toxic aldehydes. An example is formaldehyde, which is reacted with phenols to produce phenolytic resins that are used in adhesive, coating and plastic production. At the end of this process, waste water containing formaldehyde is generated. These wastes cannot be discarded into the environment and they require appropriate treatment. Glox was found to be active on formaldehyde and its application for the conversion of these toxic aldehydes into the valuable corresponding carboxylic acid needs to be further investigated. While pretreatment is crucial in biomass conversion, the methods used at industrial scale involves side reaction resulting in products that inhibit later fermentation steps. The major inhibitory compounds formed are 2-foraldehyde, 5-hydroxymethyl-2-foraldehyde, HMF, weak acids and phenolytic compounds such as vanillin-serangaldehyde and coniferylaldehyde. The detoxification of these compounds is therefore important to achieve maximum productivity during fermentation. Varying the needs of the feedstock used and the pre-treatment conditions can help decrease the production of these byproducts. However, this limits the amount of the lignocellulistic material that can be used and lead to poor overall product yield. Detoxification strategies requiring additional process steps were also developed such as extraction, heating and evaporation and treatment with microbes and enzymes. As an aldehyde oxidizing enzyme, GLOX could play a role in the detoxification process of inhibitory aldehydes. Apart from its role as inhibitory compound in bioethanol production, HMF is important as a precursor for the oxidative formation of 2,5-furan-decarboxylic acid FDCA. FDCA is a bio-based platform chem collecting as an important source of a variety of chemicals and materials supplied in the production of packaging, textiles, coatings and other industries. HMF is oxidized to FDCA using nanoparticles as catalysts and under defined oxidation conditions. Enzymatic oxidation of HMF was recently of great interest as an economical and natural way to produce FDCA. Enzymatic methods applied for the production of FDCA include tempo-mediated lipase oxidation, HMF oxidase, alcohol oxidases, and the combination of a fungal aryl alcohol oxidase and heme peroxygenase. GLOX can be a potential catalyst for this reaction and might be able to generate FDCA directly from HMF by oxidizing the aldehyde groups in HMF and intermediate compounds. When reacting with aldehydes such as methylglyoxal, glyoxal and formaldehyde, GLOX is able to produce the corresponding carboxylic acids. 
pyruvic acids, oxalic acids, and formic acids, respectively. Glocks can potentially oxidize other aldehydes and lead to the production of a variety of organic acids. Organic acids are industrially valuable molecules and they can be used as food additives in pharmaceutical and cosmetic products and in the production of polymers. Another interesting reaction catalyzed by glocks is the oxidation of glycerol. Although glycerol is a sugar alcohol lacking the aldehyde group usually recognized by glocks, these enzymes were able to oxidize glycerol in a two-step reaction with glyceraldehyde and glyceric acid being the intermediate and final products, respectively. Glycerol is the main byproduct in biodiesel production, leading to an enormous accumulation of this molecule in the market. Therefore, catalytic routes to convert glycerol to high added value products became necessary. Glyceric acid, the final reaction product of glucks in the conversion of glycerol, is one of these promising derivatives that can be used in pharmaceutical products, in biodegradable fabric conditioning agents, and as a monomer for oligoesters and polymers production. Conclusion Glox was found to play important physiological roles in plants and fungi. This enzyme is implicated in major mechanisms such as defense mechanisms in plants and pathogenicity and biomass degradation in fungi. The application of this enzyme in biotechnology is also promising due to the importance of the reactions it catalyzes and the value of the products generated. However, Glock's applications still need to be studied and optimized for industrial scale usage. The first step in this process is the attempt to understand more mechanism of these enzymes by structure studies. Thank you for listening to PubReading. Follow me on Twitter and other platforms such as Spotify or Deezer for more episodes.